Yeah, what's up? It's time. I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. It's time. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Oh, would you like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every sat, uh, Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Hope you are doing well, faring well with life. Yes, a lot of things. So much to talk about. So much to discuss. We got some things happening. I really want to kick off here with this situation with the news media in Dallas, Fort Worth. To me, it's the worst problem of any news media in the country. It's terrible. It's terrible. Of any major cities. It's terrible. One of the situations. We can't I can't let this one die. The three little girls that was strangled and found in a pond outside of Atlanta, Texas. These three little girls, this happened a year ago, and we didn't hear much about it, if anything at all. Most people didn't, I guess, didn't hear it during that time that it happened. And now they still, they're still not covering this. These three little black girls. Now, you know, if it had been three little white girls, you know, it'd be, they would, it, it wouldn't die down until they find out who did it. But the media here is so biased. It's very biased. A lot of people don't catch it, don't think so, don't believe it. But it is very biased. These editors here that uh, I'm not talking about the reporters. No, they uh, can do certain things. They can only report what has been handed to them to report. But these editors that is this news and and cut certain things out in certain situations. Got to we got to do a check on the, with the Dallas Morning not news yeah well we always know what that was, but I'm talking about the TV stations. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Why are they so racist in the news? In Dallas. Why are they so racist? Why? We know why. But we need to discuss this. We need to discuss this because we need changes. We need fairness. We need to know what's going on. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972 647 one eight nine three is the number to call. Yes, yes, the number to call. All righty, Pierre. All right. Good morning, Reverend Burnett, and we have uh, Steve on uh, line one. Yes, it's some sound coming from somewhere. Oh, okay. I, I will take care of it. Yeah, take care. Yeah, of we, we, get we that have out of here. Uh, yeah. Steve on uh, line one. Steve. Yes. Already. Good morning, Steve. Steve, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. Uh-huh. 
I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you sound but uh remember that I, I know uh you are also aware I know about the tragedy of the free free black kids. But yeah. you, you know about uh Governor uh uh Hot Wheels uh intervening in a criminal case before uh, uh, a sentence was even passed. Yeah, yeah, I, I was getting to that. I was just starting out with this one there. Uh, go right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very but, important. I just, I had to, I had to uh, mention. Uh, uh, that's, that's not. This is not a democracy. We're in a police state. Right in Texas, especially. Oh no question, no question about it. And you called it about two or three weeks ago when you when you said he's just like he's no better than George Wallace, Bill Bow, or uh, Bull Connor. H. Ross Burnett. All all of those hardcore racists. We have one here, twenty twenty three in Texas. A governor like that. Oh, no question about it. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that observation. Uh, I, I'm 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 going in. When 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 you have these things happening, I always go to Second Chronicles chapter twenty, mm-hmm. verse twenty-two. Yeah, read it to us. Well, I don't have it. But it's the prayer of Jehoshaphat. And I, mm-hmm. he, he, one of your listeners needs to read it for themselves. Yeah. But you, you see what's happening is our people that we have voted to the legislature to represent us in Austin, they're very quiet no matter what happens. No, no matter what these uh, top Government, they call them government officials, uh, your governor, lieutenant governor, you know, attorney general. These people, whatever they do, we have nobody that critique them in Austin. At least I don't hear them. I read the papers. I watch the news. I watch my telephone, read all that. I don't see anything they're doing. No, they're not even trying to do anything, Reverend Barnett. If you don't have the numbers, you dramatize the issue. Yes. You, know, you don't have the numbers. I know we don't have the numbers. We're going to have to ask the numbers. Yeah. So I don't know why they're keeping so Why they're so mealy mouth? Why they're keeping quiet? Uh, I, I don't understand it. You know, I just don't understand it. We've got the blueprint. The blueprint was given to us. Yes. How can we instill the blueprint? Well, I don't know what's going on in Austin. They. They run and they win. It looks like every time they run, they win. But what are they doing in Austin? They represent us just as much as a city council person or a school board member or any other public entity represent us. They're to represent us just as well. So, but I never hear from anything from them that's worth it, I am. Yeah. Are you there? Day, Have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. We uh, have uh, this uh, thing with these three little girls that drowned. Now, this happened over about a year ago and was found dead. They, Well, they were strangled. And they were found in a pond. Let me put it like this. Somewhere down there outside of Atlanta, Texas, 
Why is that not being talked about? They have not found the murderers. And I know the Dallas media. When it's something they want to cover, oh, boy, they're going to cover it. They're going to cover it. And they're going to make sure they cover it until the guilty party is located. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But this day, I remember it. They mentioned it some years. And uh, it seemed like it just disappeared. It disappeared. But I want to know what's going on uh, with the search. What's going on? Uh, uh, they they haven't solved this case. How, why are they? Doesn't they? Are they trying? Now the police down there said it was a murder. This was a homicide for these little girls. But why isn't this being pushed in the largest city in Texas for that area? Dallas is the major market. Dallas for work. Yes, a major market. It's really the third largest market in America. And we we really we really and we don't get in depth news about when it comes to people of color. Wonder what's going on with the media here in Dallas. We have to challenge them. What's going on? Are they sending reporters down there? Are they just just letting everything slip and slide by when it comes to us? And we do the same thing. We let it slip. If they don't report it, it obviously didn't happen with us until they reported it. Oh, no, no. We can't let them get away with this. No, 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 no. All right. Who do we have on there, on the line? Uh, we have Pat uh, on the line one. Pat? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you? I I think it's just an atrocity what they do to us as black individuals. They yeah. really don't care. No, I they don't. Watching twenty twenty as I as I do every Friday, and when you look at the cases they pick up, they always go back and they pick up and they advocate for the white people or whomever that of not of color. But I'm really upset this morning, and I need you to point me in the right direction because now I feel like it's time for me to kick up some sand. I'm calling in regards to the man that spit on the white officer in Lubbock, Texas, and got sentenced to 70 years on April the 12th. It's a misdemeanor. They sentenced the young man, 36 years old, to 70 years in prison. And if we let that one slide, that that's just wrong. And then I want you, when I hang up, could you please speak on <clears throat> Governor Abbott um, um, saying that he would pardon the young man that killed the um, the other white young man that was out protesting for the Black Lives Matter. Right. We don't stand up in Texas. We are just going backwards. We are heading backwards, Pastor Barnett. And we yes. have to stand up fight for yes. ourselves. Where are the Martin Luther King? I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm at any cost. I'm ready to fight. Now I'm mad. I'm beyond that. And 70 years for a misdemeanor, 36 years old, his life is over. Well, 
when we look at this situation, Abbott, I, I put him in with the worst governors that we had in the 20th century. We're in the 21st century now. He's probably the worst governor of the 21st century so far. The worst governor. He's just as bad as those fellas that was back in the 20th century, George Wallace and all that great. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want diversity taught. Not at all. Uh, he, he, he wants to pardon a, 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 a man that was uh, that, 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 that murdered his uh, brother, you know, he murdered that white man because the white man was with that group, uh, uh, the you know, Black Lives Matter. He, he was, and they, and, and, and the white, and the white policeman wanted to do him in, and by him being a white man, he knows his rights, so he killed him. So, uh, but, I mean, the police killed him, and he wants to pardon the police for this man exercising his rights as a citizen. Now, if we stand by and, and don't do anything in Texas, I keep crying out, where are our state legislators? We got some. I'll call them out. We have state legisla- legislators. What are they doing in Austin? Nothing. What are they getting past? What are they standing for or have to stand against? What are they doing? It's something wrong. Something, something wrong with this whole situation here. And yes. It's just wrong, Dr. Barnett. It's just wrong. You know, you're right. So I don't know where to start. Maybe you can point me in the right direction. I don't know. Protesting is what needs to be done. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go out and recruit and get people on board. Abbott needs to be gone. Yeah. And our legislators need to be changed because you're right. They're doing absolutely nothing for us. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, so many times I've said we are the only people in history that finance our own oppression. <laughs> Some say, no, no, we don't need to do it. Well, look, the, it's our tax dollars, too, that these fellas yeah. are going, throwing away, and wants to take our tax dollars, black folks' tax dollars, and fund the education for rich, the super, the rich whites, to go to private schools. See, we got a legislator, legislators like that, and hardly nobody is saying anything about this. So, if you give me, as a working woman, eight thousand dollars to send my son to private school, it's not. Where's the rest of the money going to come from? I don't have the rest of the money, so our children lose out. You know, on on their education. Yeah. And one more thing before I go, Pastor Barnett. What about Justice Clarence Thomas Karma? I think he came <laughs> back to get him because I think he was truly guilty when Anita Hill uh, accused him of what she accused him of. Mm-hmm. And I think Karma is coming back to get him. So I'll let you speak on those things and I'll listen. Have a wonderful day, Pastor well, Barnett. You are just amazing. Yeah, he, he had that deal with Anita Hill. Well. He produced to uh, her, what was it, Long Dong Silver and all that stuff that still, <laughs> that still made him a judge, a federal judge. 
So, well, we have to look at that stuff. All right. It's so okay, much. It's, they're doing so much wrong now. It's almost unbelievable. It but, is. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to retire anyway. So I need to pick up a banner and start waving it for justice because we're not getting it here in Texas. We are not getting it here in Texas. And it's not fair. So somebody has to just step up and start somewhere. So I'm willing. All right. It's just hard. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. We, we thank you very much. This is such a, I don't know. It's just so much happening. And we're dealing with it right here in Texas. Right here. The second right. largest state in the union, that's in population, second largest in <laughs> geographical area, as Texas, but the worst. I know people want to put it on Florida. They're just they're almost as bad as Texas, and Alabama, Mississippi, and all those states have surpassed Texas, and we in Texas are sitting around doing nothing. Well, here we have over 30 million people in Texas. And my God, this is as backwards as any little state that you ever want to see. It's a backwards it's a backwards state. And that's what they want to do is take us backwards, though. Yeah. But like I said, if we don't advocate for ourselves, no one will. Well, if you don't stand up for yourself, who else going to stand up? They shouldn't stand up for you. All righty, thank you. I'm up against a short break. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. All right, all right, all right. We're back. Wow. Oh, okay. I didn't know why that phone was coming. Where's your phone, yeah? That was my phone. My God. All right. I tell you what. All right, let's let, let's kill everything, but let's go back to the phone line. Kill all that other. All right. Uh, who do we have next? All right. So we we have a Leon on uh, line two. All righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Red Barnett. Yeah, Leon. Is, is that the real proper? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's, that's what the cool man. brother says, Leon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I was real uh, saddened by that information about those three little girls. I wasn't aware of that, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad you put that back out there because anything that heinous, I'm not going to let it die. These Those people need to be off the streets. Three of our, our, our little black children. Three of our right. children. They, 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 no, that, that's no, the no. Of that crime. no. Mm. They need to be off the streets. Yeah. No, they need to be in the jail or uh, somewhere, uh, in the lecture chair or something. On death row. They, that's right. Because uh, the sheriff down there have already said this, this was a murder. I don't know what they're doing, but we do know they haven't caught anyone. And they don't ever talk about it on in the news here in Dallas. See, right. a lot of these towns depend on these uh, big city uh, papers right. and, and and television stations because they got a lot of money. They got right. money to go and investigate and do anything, keep it going. Mm-hmm. But they have mm-hmm. the only way they that this whole thing by killing of young black men, 
Do you know who really got that started? Wasn't the national media. It was black talk radio. Mm. And the national media had to get it when the young man down in Florida, what was it? What's the young man's name? Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Trayvon Martin. When this when this clown killed him, they they had to because all over the country, uh, we all got calls. Mm. Get on it, stay mm. on it, don't let it die. And we did that. That's when the national media picked this whole thing up. They had to. Thank God for well, Black Talk know, for Black Talk right. Radio. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the, the children kind of reminded me of those little girls in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 when you mentioned uh, the governor and all this other stuff, it's, it's a 21st century Jim Crow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same and, thing. And, and and it's the same thing. And uh, you know, you got these proud boys. Proud Boys headquarters and mm-hmm. the old keepers, all these neo-Nazi like groups, mm-hmm. uh, and they're growing they too. The right, and they're growing. And Trump's the Trump, Trump world, uh, Trump trash, as I call them. Yeah, uh, they, they, these people are dangerous. Right, if they'll kill three little girls like that. They need to be. They need to be the full weight of the law. Yeah, that's so, that's all right. But thank you, Leon. Thank you for your call. A closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have next? Uh, well, we, we have Sojourner on uh, line three. Sojourner? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Sojourner. Good morning. How you doing, Doc? Fine. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, three issues right quick. Uh, we got an election coming up. We need to get out uh, for the city council election coming up. Mm-hmm. And we need to, uh, why is it that the Dallas Morning News is always or never up on what's going on in the state? It's like the Austin newspaper and the Houston Chronicle reported to release that story of the uh, governor uh, allowing this man to uh, turn this man loose or kill that man down in the march in uh, Austin. Mm-hmm. Where's the news on this? Well, no, no. Where have the morning news been for the last hundred years? You, they, they still in this coming out. They still in the same hole. You know, hey, nothing. Went, nothing changed. You yeah, know, big city newspaper, but you never hear them leading out on anything that we didn't. The Houston Chronicle reported that story, and the Austin paper reported that story. That's how it got out about the governor. Mm-hmm. And one, the last thing is that uh, how is it that Dallas is a crime? Uh, a good crime-free city when you have all kind of crime-free going on here that you never hear about, but if you live out in the community, you know it. I'm talking about they race up and down the street. That's that's crime. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a young man got murdered. When was that? Like yesterday, day before yesterday, right there at Simpson Stewart, Bonneview area, all down... It, they are happening every day. But with this particular police chief, uh, it, it, you know, he's doing a great job. He can't do no wrong. But when the black young lady was uh, chief, they jump on her about domestic violence. Somebody, man, whip his wife in, the, in their bedroom. It was It's the chief's fault. <laughs> no. That's the way. They were just that blatant. And uh, yeah. But now... We in Dallas 
have to speak up and stand up. Stand up against these things. We have, you drive down the street and look how many light poles have been ran over by cars. Mm -hmm. Light poles down, just in the median, just knocked down. People doing donuts in the middle of the street, major streets. Oh, yeah. You go down on Ledbetter down there, near Glendale Park, boy, they be running around the streets, just running in circles and all that. You, if you if if you drive the way you're supposed to drive, you're gonna get hit. Somebody gonna get hurt, or killed. And all over this place, I don't know why. Or where are the police? I tell you what, you do do ten miles over the over the speed limit, they gonna get you. But these out they out there acting a fool, uh, acting like stonated fools out and running around and they run around in the intersections and do all that other mess and they never say a word about it. But never, I call I call nine one one. They'll tell you say call nine one one if you hear the race. I call nine one one. Police might show up and then two minutes later here comes somebody barreling down the street doing a hundred miles an hour and they racing. I'm two two cars racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is the police, where is the police chief? Where is the mayor? Why are these people are not getting on this? I don't know why, but this, this chief never gets blamed for anything. This mayor needs to go, too. Well, you got an election coming up. What is that? May 7th? Well, May, what day yeah. the election is, you got it coming up. Yeah, that's my point. We but nobody's running against the mayor. Uh, well, Who, whoever. It's our fault. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Tonya is on the line one. Who? Tonya. Tonya? Yes. All righty. Bring on. Good morning, Tonya. Can you hear me, Pastor Barnett? Loud and clear. Wonderful. Okay, well, I'm listening to your show, and I have listened before, uh, especially when Judge Thomas Jones is on. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, 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 my heart is just grieved to hear this story that you're telling about the three little girls in Atlanta, Texas. Where mm-hmm. are the parents? Where, where's the outrage of the parents, the mo- the mothers of these children, of uh, the community, like? Why why aren't why aren't we hearing an outrage from the family members like why aren't they asking for surveillance cameras in the neighborhood um, you know neighbors why isn't there like a uh, you know an involvement of the community of our people is it a sundown town is it a town where they, they try to send a message to black people. What I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of what I'm seeing. Not only in the in the city of Dallas, in the state of Texas, in this country, black folks. We need to rise up and use our voice and get um, mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King spirit on all of us. Well, um, we need to get our preachers involved. We, uh, you know, oh, it's Lord. just so much against us in the cities, in the state, like, um, I've heard our pastor say, I'm not going to say his name because he's not here to defend himself, but we see it. What's happening with our taxpayer dollars? 
just recently, I had a concern about the, the three little girls, about, you know, what was happening with the government, the, you know, the uh, Abbott, whatever is going on with him, mm-hmm. and not wanting to, you know, do anything to speak about diversity in the state of Texas. Well, mm-hmm. Dallas is predominantly, uh, has a lo- large population of black people, Austin and Houston, but... Why are we such a scared people now? And then we have all these other uh, ethnicities coming into the state, coming into, uh, you know, this into the city, making us feel like, oh, we have to move over to them. I'm not moving over to nobody. Don't, mm-hmm. We need to end up and, 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 and start fighting and speaking back to power, to our, our, our mayor, Eric Johnson, to the governor, uh, Abbott, whatever, you know, I know his name, but what I'm saying is that just recently, listen to this, just recently, why there was a, uh application go out for TexasRentRelief.com. True enough, there are 254 counties in the state of Texas. It was announced on, uh, you know, 97.9, the beat, 97.9, whatever it's called. The black radio station said the application portal had just, portal had just opened up for Texas Relent rent relief that is our money black people yeah. and then uh dr mm-hmm. the application opened up on march 14th and closed on march 16th and a lot of black people needed that aid too we pay we're we we gross in billions of dollars in taxes and mm-hmm. in the church and then when funding comes into our community it goes to other people and nobody's outraged by that our, our communities, communities are yet suffering because we don't stand up to these elected officials that we put in office. That mm-hmm. we go out and take work and go and vote for these people, and they do nothing for our community. They do nothing for people. All of you all under the sound of my voice should be outraged as I am. It's just enough is enough where our government mm-hmm. sends billions of dollars over to Ukraine. Well, whose money is that? Who, yeah. where, where's the distribution, the allocation, the accountability of black people saying, hey, look, we we put y'all in office. You all are getting bond money, all kinds of stuff. And it's not, you know, reflecting on our communities where mm-hmm. we can say, oh, we elected, you know, let, let, I'll throw a name out there, Karen Thomas. We'll, we'll throw uh, Eric, Eric Johnson, who, whom I met and sat in his seat at his inauguration in uh, Austin, Texas. I'm tired of putting black folks in power, voting for them, and they do nothing for our communities. Black people learn Spanish. Get as many books as you can. Learn to speak Spanish. There are people who are out mm-hmm. here pretending like they don't speak English so you can feel sorry for them. Okay, mm-hmm. so our ammunition is to learn Spanish. If you can't speak English, I'm going to speak to you in your language to tell you, hey, look, you have to be respectful to our community just like you want us to be respect- respectful to your community. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. listening to talking about a lot of stuff that's on my mind and heart, and it's on the mind and heart of other African-American people, but people don't want to, you know, acknowledge it. So, so are we going to roll over? Uh, a lot of people coming in just the other day, not the other day, but some time ago, I'm on 67 in Polk, which used to be a predominantly black community, 
all of these um, Mexican flags on these trucks going up the highway. They're yeah, 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 doing all of this up on 67. You all lost at the Alamo, okay? Our black people have a place in this state and in this nation, in this world, and we need to stand up, black people. We have God's spirit in us. We have the Holy Ghost in us. We have prayer in us. And we need to bind the devil in our government and other people coming into this country trying to make black folks move over. Y'all need to pray. Pray. If you, if, if, if you all don't hear nobody else tell y'all to pray today, listen to me. Miss Tanya Royal, pray. We, we need money coming into our neighborhood. We need better jobs. We need housing. We need all kinds of stuff to come in to benefit black people. I said black people because I'm black. And I'm not seeing our elected do a damn thing for us. For, forgive me for saying damn after saying the Holy Ghost. But I'm sick of this mess that I'm seeing in this city of Dallas, in the state of Texas, in this nation, in this world against black people. You know, we need yeah. to see, we need to fight against brute, uh, uh, police brutality. Yes, other people are getting killed too, but not at the rate that they they harm our communities. And we're standing by letting this stuff happen. If you don't want to come outside and march and let your face be seen, you get on your knees and pray and say, God, do away with this stuff against our people, against our government stealing taxpaying dollars, against aid coming into. Uh, 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 communities that should help black folks too. Why, why is this all the whites and Hispanic and, and minorities? Somebody's getting that money, Pastor Barnett. Yeah. And, and we're and we're black women work. I don't know how you want to ca- categorize a black men, but I know black women work. We work. We go to work. We take care of our families and kids. We work as a community of black people, and we need to start praying against all this foolishness I'm seeing in this city and state against black people. And people act like y'all don't see what's going on. Okay, well, so well. That's what I want now, to say. What's, your, what's your name? Tonya Royal. Tonya Royal. All right, you yes. you got some I, a lot of things to, that you've seen. Good things. Uh, this has been an enjoyable call to hear hear someone out there that's really concerned about their community, about their yes. surroundings. You show your concerns. And things should be different in this community. Uh, instead of going forward, yes, we're going backwards. I agree with you. And uh, that once was a time we could bring the 80s back to Dallas. Uh, Dallas, our people were standing up and got us to a different position. But somehow uh, we've been quieted down uh, on certain things. And uh, we need to stand up. Stand back up here in Dallas, the whole area. And if we're not, if we're not going to stand up, if we don't have the courage to stand up, then we need to put some fire under the elected officials mm-hmm. that we say who are our leaders. Mm-hmm. You're you so know, right. We need to confront our leaders who say they represent the interests of black people in the black caucus. Jim Clyburn and all of those black people on the Black Caucus who when this uh, that organization was started back in the 70s, it was strictly for the interest of black people. And, and we keep putting them in office 
and they do nothing for our people. They executive orders go out to all other uh, groups, Asians, uh, immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, LGBT community, and then they want to lump, you know, like black people into all these other groups, like blending us in. But we're but we're the only ones who are suffering from the blend. Yes. Come on now. You're so right. Well, we up against a short break. But uh, thank you. Thank you for your call. You say your name is Miss Tonya Royal? Yes. All right. We thank you. And the Lord bless you. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. Bye-bye. Yo, what's up? It's the- I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. It's the- can I kick it Here we go. It's the- it's the- it's the- well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. It's the- what we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. It's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What is time? Yep, yeah. Good morning, David. Hello. Hello? You have, uh, hello? Yes, go right ahead. You're on air. Uh, you, you, you've spoken to me before, uh, and uh, I, I, I get really excited to say everything I'm not supposed to say, you know, everything around the subject to the what I'm supposed to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I, I, I think I've, I've told you I have a lot of trouble with North Texas. It's, it's, a, it's like a culture shock. Uh, you know, when, when I, I told my family I did not want to be put in North Texas, and they said, oh, no, the people are so nice here. You know, they, you don't do any of that. And they're, they're just in denial. You know, it's just uh, it's just weird. And I've told you that El Paso, you know, is, is all about diversity. And learning about other people's culture, you know, all, all Asian, it doesn't matter what it is. And I, I, I get, I get too excited about talking about stuff like this. And I, I get, I, I, I talked to, I wanted to talk about this woman. I, I talked to her for like two hours. She's this Christian woman. She was trying to convince me about uh, babies, uh, like, like in, in in Africa. And I said. Uh, I said, I said, you know, aren't they aren't they the babies of, of God? You know that He's the Father of all those. And she was like, well, we have to take care of America and stuff. And uh, she 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 went on to say that um, it's, it's just it's, I, I think people in North Texas are just oblivious, especially you know Christians. And you go all the way to Christians, and then the far end is is. Uh, you know that other section of uh, K K people, uh, and they, all of them made me scared. And I, I think I've already told you all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I I just find uh, that that people are, are oblivious to what mm-hmm. uh, 
the rest of the country and, and, you know, believes. And, uh, yeah, oblivious to what the rest of America believes? Well, let, let's say North Texas is, is and, and people get on to me and they say, you're making, you're, you, you are disparaging Dallas and Fort Worth and uh, uh, the whole North Texas. And that they say, you're wrong, you know, and stuff. But I think in the middle, somewhere, I am right, that we need to go farther in, in uh, especially like talking about the little girls who were drowned and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, can I say, say something about trans girls? There are so many, and, and this happens, and it's never reported that, you know, they were, they were targeted and murdered, uh, t- uh, t- trans trans girls like RuPaul, and she's not a girl, I mean a child, but it, it's an example of somebody that that's targeted, and, and the news doesn't say anything about it. They, 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 do, they do not identify that that was, you know, who, who was targeted, and I've, told, I've been told by African-American uh, friends that, you know, uh, trans-type things come second to, to the... To when the, you uh, say trans, uh, explain what you're talking about. But you know, you know the, like RuPaul. He's not Are trans- you talking about transgender? Yes. Uh, so you're saying when transgender people, something happened to them, the, the media don't even report it? Yeah. It's not reported... That it's a hate crime. It's, you know, they said somebody was killed. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. But they they were targeted. I, I saw uh, I saw one on, in Denton, so on the corner, uh, uh, and he was he was being uh, he was being uh, what's the word um, like a like a, a, a sex slave, and I, I'm not making this up. I, I was standing there. I didn't get to see him afterwards, but you could tell he was he was a, a, a guy. But it was it was a young girl, and he was uh, part of some you know kind of prostitution ring, <clears throat> and they were yeah. giving him drugs. And that and and that's a side thing, mm-hmm. being murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many kids and the uh, RuPaul type kids. Are killed in America, and no nobody talks about it. Nobody, you know, nobody, you know, specifically. And I've been told do they uh, that have the media made it known at all that uh, these uh, people are being uh, killed? The media doesn't talk about it. The, the news media never talk about it. Well. Yeah. We're going to have to uh, look into all, because all of us are God's children, okay? Yeah. And we all are subject and should be treated uh, equally as God's children, as human beings. And any time any human being is violated and, 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 and did wrong, something needs to be done and it needs to be reported that that's going to not be tolerated will not be tolerated. All of us are God's children, okay? 
Back on, back on the woman. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I've been with you a long time right now, but, uh, but I thank you for your call. Yeah, okay. I, I thank you. Yeah, you, yeah, call. You. you can always call. Yes, I appreciate uh, you. But others want to talk to. All righty, thank you. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do you have, uh, Pierre? We have Bill, and uh, he's on the line one. Bill. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. You, uh, how are you doing this morning? Fine. How are you doing? Okay, good, good, good. Always good to, to speak to you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I had something on my Pastor Barnett. You, you, put, you put it in a nutshell uh, uh, earlier when you said that these elected politicians on our part, you know, uh, that we elect, uh, they don't stand up to the governor, to the far right, to all these. No, they don't. All these people that. They don't stand up. Where are they? You know, they, they preach and, and, and holler and scream how good they are, how good they work for their people, for their people, their mm -hmm. constituents and whatnot. And as soon as they get to Austin, they say nothing else. Well, our nothing Dallas else. delegation is who we're responsible for, for the most part. But you got people probably listening in Fort Worth. I know you do. You have a lot of them in Fort Worth and right. all surrounding areas. There's a lot of people listening. But. Right. We do not hold these people accountable once we give no. them our vote. We turn them loose and tell them, go on down there and represent us, and we never hear from them again until it's time to be reelected. And this, is, this type of practice needs to stop in our communities. We need, and, to, yeah, we need to stop it, Pastor Barnett. We are the ones that stop <laughs> it because yeah. we're, we're the ones that, that, that give them, uh, elect them and give them these offices yeah. and whatnot. And we say nothing else. We we think that they're going to take care of us because all the promises they make yeah. they're campaigning. They come in and lie during their during uh, campaign season. They lying and going on by and, and, what they going to do or what they've done and all this other thing. We don't even check the records. It's just just vote no, for. No, we them. don't check the records at, uh, at all, Pastor Martin. I think I'm one of the only few that really look it up, you know, on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on how they vote and when they vote. Uh, but uh, also, Pastor Martin, I, I, I wanted to say that. Uh, you know, I, I'm. You know, we're talking about Christianity here in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we have so many hypocrites that go to church every Sunday. You know, <laughs> and they're sitting on they're sitting on those pews and whatnot. And praise God, God's not listening to that. But praise God, and, and you know, with a speck in their eye. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a speck in their eye. You know, and just just it's just like the the plantation owners back uh, the, the plantation on back in the day, mm -hmm. Pastor Barnett. And, yeah. and I know people want us to forget that, but we'll, I'll never forget that. You know, no, we're not on the. Forget it. We need to reteach it, and teach and the truth of the situation, the whole truth, and nothing use, but the truth. They use Christianity against us. They use Christianity and, mm -hmm. and the Bible, and they twist it and they turn it around to 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 enslave. You know the, what, exactly mm -hmm. what they did. Yeah. In, in those days, well, I'm saying those days, but actually, it's still these days. Now. Yeah. That they're doing this. Oh, it still it still has this e e enormous effect even until this day. It has an enormous effect on black people that they will not even stand up for their rights because they think they're violating somebody and God won't like that. It still has a hold on our mind. So yeah, exactly, Pastor Ronnie. Exactly, you know. Mm -hmm. I uh, I, it's unbelievable, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's very believable. I'm sorry, but it's just I get I get just so worked up, uh, you know, when I hear about the 
far right Christianity or what them or Christians all together, mm-hmm. you know, and just they just they, they go to church and 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 they dress their best and whatnot and they mm-hmm. sit there and they list them or they don't listen. They already have their minds made up when they yeah. go in there. I guess it's just for show. I guess well, they think they're gonna impress God. Wasn't this you know? past Sunday Easter? Yes. Yeah, I wanted the best thing they could have done is just wore their robes and hoods to church because if oh, you talk to the yeah. average average white conservative Christian and talk to a Ku Klux Klansman, you can close your eyes and ask them both questions. I guarantee you, you get just yeah. about the, the same answer from that Christian yeah. that you yeah. get from a Klansman. Exactly, that's right. And you know what their answer is? What's that? They they answer a question with a question. Yeah. They never give you a straight answer. They, that that is the platform of the Republican Party, which is uh, yeah. uh, the Ku Klux Klan Party is, is what it is to me. Mm, it is. Uh, and it just, just 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 straight out say it. You know that's, mm. that's what it is. Yeah. You know, and they always when you when you try to debate somebody or whatnot or get them to understand your plight and our plight. You know, they always answer a question with a question. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they deny racism. They deny everything. Oh no, you know this is not happening today. You got to get get over the past. Well, the past hasn't got over us. Mm-hmm. You know, the past is still over, here. The past is still here, and that will hang over your Christian head. You know, in one day when you die, you have to answer to ultimately answer for your for mm-hmm. your transgressions. You will see. Your eyes will be open, but why wait till that day? I just don't understand these. these well, these what months. what do you have uh, happening, my brother? Is this? They will be punished, and black people will be punished for not standing up for white for right because he does not give us the spirit of fear, and we have a rapid running spirit of fear in our communities, and then it really starts in the pulpit. That they are afraid of this, afraid of that. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to, afraid to stand up. All of this really uh, is working on both sides of the fence. Exactly, See? And you have, we have somebody got to cross over and say this ain't right. Somebody got to cross over again, and we all stand up. So we have a few of us that will stand, but it's so few, and. You get to talking about black preachers and black Christians, they can find every excuse in the world to call what we're doing wrong. (laughs) And they can. They'll try until you put enough scripture on them. Then they'll shut up and walk off and won't won't talk to you anymore. Right, exactly. You know, part of their sermon every every Sunday ought to be part of, of, of standing up for what's right. Every every Sunday should be a small part of the I appreciate every Sunday. Every Sunday. Standing up yes, for I, what's I, right. I, I appreciate you, Barnett. I've, I've heard you. I've seen you on, on, on Facebook, live and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. But I appreciate your time, Pastor Barnett. And I know we've got to move on. And uh, God bless you. And take care. And this is a great show. And hope you never, ever, ever leave. Please. <laughs> I hope by what? <laughs> Ever, ever leave or give up the show? Oh, Lord, have mercy, dear man. I'm an old man. I'm, I'm not a kid. And I was a young man when I started this. 
But you know what? Things are worse now than the day right at 40 years ago when I started this. Uh, it's worse today than they are now. You're right. It's you're right. worse. You're right. You're right. I've I've grown up. I've grown up on, uh, with, with with the station and whatnot, and I've listened to you for years and years and years and years. You know, and uh, the conversations. You know, I've gotten a little wiser because of age. You know, whatnot, mm-hmm. and I understand a little bit more than I did when I was a young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I feel more racism now than I ever did yeah. before. That's and right. As an old man. Yeah. But, okay. Anyway, thank you, Pastor Martin. Thank you. All righty. A closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Chuck uh, is on the line, too. Chuck? Chuck, yeah. All right, bring him on. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you, sir? I pre- I'm doing well this morning. Hey, I appreciate you. And I appreciate the young lady who called in earlier, and I appreciate her preparedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black community. Uh, what about your governor, about the part this young man who killed? Uh, the black kid down in Austin. Yeah. Uh, back when that Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. We have a governor in place, and no one steps up to the plate and challenges this cat. This cat's been parking this guy because of the political plot behind that. The white supremacist is behind this guy to release this guy out of prison. Well, no one steps up. The governor has. No one, no one. Just like when the black Haitians come up to the border of Texas, everybody from Mex- the Mexicans are here, the Colombians, the uh, everybody from Central America, South America are here. Okay, mm-hmm. they never get stopped at the border. Those Haitians come to the border, they got harassed. They, they brought out their horses and guns and everything. Absolutely. So yeah. You tell me. You, What's wrong with the government? Well, one thing is, you know, you know who's going to really get hurt by that as as hard as anybody? Biden. See, that was a federal something. See, uh, when those Haitians and people were coming in, the feds were down there, too, turning them back. Those who had those guns, a lot of them, and the horses, a lot of them were federal agents uh, turning them back. And they were that those that's uh you know federal government on those airplanes that they were loading all those Haitians up on those seven forty seven and send them back to Haiti, uh, you know that 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 was that's a tough situation. We need to wake up and look at everything that's going on. They don't want us there, to, uh, any more black people in America. They don't. And Haiti is a country that freed America from France. Defeated. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they defeated. They, de- they defeated the French for America. And America turned on them and turned the whole world against them. And this is why they're such a poor country today. Because the whole world, nobody would do trade with them. Haiti is not a rich, uh, I mean a poor land, a poor country. But they would be rich. But the rest of the world has ostracized them under the orders of the United States of America. So we have to look at everything. It's it's 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm up against a break. And thank you for your call. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. And we'll see you right after the hour. Yeah, what's up? 
I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Just slam, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, and uh, we're inviting you to be with us tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, have service with Heavenly Joy Church. Look out on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. Yes, make sure you put Marion Barnett Sr. On Facebook to, and have service with us here. Hear me preach tomorrow morning. I'll be preaching tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. We'll be preaching. Yes, and we tell the whole gospel. Some said a full gospel, and now the Lord have mercy. And they miss so much that's in those scriptures that tells us how to free ourselves, that tells us what we should do. First of all, it teaches us who we really are. Teaches us. He teaches us. But we don't go back and look at that because our white fathers hadn't told us to, to look at those, uh, you know, genealogical tables. Now, y'all, y'all, y'all don't have to look at that. You don't have to study that now. No, they don't want you to study that because if you were to study that, you'd find out who you really are. Where, what land? That the Bible start, where land, where the uh, human race started? If you looked at that, you'll find out. We all, we all, everybody came out of Africa. Everybody, everybody. Some migrated in, some migrated, there was somebody, somebody migrated out of Manta. Really, you go, you go with north, further north you go, the colder it got. There, you're not in the sun, you're in, in caves, up in the mountains, Caucasoid Mountains and all of these places. Eh? Skin color change, hair texture change, all right. things change. And, but we all came from the same location. I tell you what, every black person, every white person, they may be your 75th cousin, but we all can each other. But you wouldn't wouldn't believe it by the way we act toward one another because one wants to be superior to the other. One always is there to put the other down. I'm talking white folks, black folks. And it's just just one of these things that we do not, we do not get the gist of who we are in most of the sermons you're going to hear. They come, they inspire you, you shout, you dance, all you hear the singing, great, tremendous singing. You hear all of these great things, but the basis of what you need 
in most sermons, I'm talking about from black preachers, you don't get. Oh, you say, I know, I know, I get it. No, you don't. You think you know until you learn and hear what's going on. You don't know. And that's why we react the way we react in certain situations. That's why we act the way we act. We often wonder why. It's because you, when you have no knowledge of yourself, you can never, never, never live out the way God wants us to live. We'll never do it until we learn who we are and who teaches us that? The Bible teaches us who we are. It's nothing racist. It's just the truth. 972-647-1893-972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Imani is on the line one. Imani? Already? Good morning, Imani. Good morning, sir. Your message Sunday was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, I come on a different name on your, your show. Oh, I, I see you on there. Oh, uh, whenever you come on, I see you. I see you on my, on my computer. That's yes. For the truth, I'm sitting here looking at the book now. It's Luke 4 and 7. Well, it's, I'm going to get Matthews. I like Matthews. That's when Jesus is talking. Mm-hmm. In Matthews 5 and 17, he said, I come to fulfill. Uh, the prophecies and the laws. Yeah. And then I'm studying over here, Genesis 15 and 13, when he said, he told Abraham, it's going to be some people lost for 400 years yeah. in a strange land. And well. I, 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 I'm seeing those people, they're lost, completely deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah. And I, I, I want to thank you for your message. I'm not going to let talk long, but we at Power Nomics will be meeting in Houston. And if I can get everybody to read the Powernomics book, we have an answer for our problem, but it only takes two things, love and coming together. Now, when is this conference in Houston? Uh, Dr. Boss Watkins said it's on, I think it's the 27th. Well, I said the 24th. He said the 27th in Houston. The thing tank is coming together. Is that April 27th? Yes, sir. April 27th. Yes, sir. Dr. Boss, B-O-Y-C-E, Watkins, W-A-K-I-N. Dr. Boss Watkins, I'll send you... W-A-T-K-I-N. Yes, all right. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. About five or 6,000 of us, I think, down in Houston. But we're tired of begging, and we're tired of pretending that they love us, and we're tired of... Uh, and they're never going to pay us what they owe us, and we know that. So we're going to talk about self-reparations. We're going to reparate ourselves, revive ourselves with our own uh, power, which is our spending power. The only way we're going to do that is come together. And we need money. Money is a tool from God. And so we got to use that. Please ask the 10, 19. We have to have money, people. And we got to get rid of all these so-called leaders that we vote for every year because they belong to a special party. Because we have never really never been in the party. We always being used by everybody else. And so this time, it's going to be 5,000, 6,000, maybe more than that. We're standing up and trying to do for ourselves and quit begging others for what we need to do. 
and we'll keep listening to your show. All righty. Thank you. Thank Sunday you for you. Yeah. I'll hear you Sunday morning. Come on with it. I, I wish you open up a building. We got a lot of people on the street that need a building. Somebody to, like you to, to, to comfort them, you know, and let them know that we, they need love, too. Right. Preachers have sold us out, completely sold us out. I hate to say you're right. I hate to say it, but it's true. You ever heard it's sad but true? And these people, people don't believe that. They don't believe it. And they believe their pastor is the greatest thing. And they should love their pastor. They should respect their pastor. But if your pastor is not teaching you and telling you who you really are. Now, when we say truth, I'm talking about the whole truth. Nothing but the truth, the whole truth. They give a part of it, but it would be a great wider understanding among the people if they got the whole truth. Then our whole mode of thinking would change. We got the whole truth. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me? It's hard talking on radio. But let me tell you something. If you ever decide, I know you're getting a little old. If you ever need it. Get to your building, so we need a building, not your building. First of all, church ain't a building. It's people that believe people in is Jesus. The, yeah, pe- people is the church. That's if right. You get your building. Yeah. I guarantee you, I would like to be a deacon under you. All right, all right. We we certainly will be considering such Thank such as so that. Much. Yeah, um, we will be considering that. All right. Thank you. Thank you very sure. much. All right. It clears the line, 972-647-1893-972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Chelsea's on uh, line one. Chelsea? Chelsea, yes. All righty. Uh, two. Thank you. All right. Good morning, Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea? Yeah, maybe. Uh, She's on. Is she? I don't hear. Chelsea? I, I am Tracy. Okay. Go right ahead. Hello? Hello, I'm Tracy Jody Hill. You're Tracy. Okay, all right. Jody Hill. All right, good morning, Tracy. Good morning, how are you? Fine, how are you? Blessed and favored. All right, that you are? And what you doing with that vest, all those those blessings and that highly favored? What are you doing with it? I'm using my blessings to be an advocate for our community. Yeah. Um, I've been, yes, sir. I'm running for Dallas City Council, District 7. Mm-hmm. Time for new change. Uh, someone that's going to be passionate and present. I'm mm-hmm. a, a mother, wife, grandmother, faith leader, businesswoman, a servant of God. And I've been actively serving my community for over 35 years. District 7, is that South Dallas and parts of Pleasant Grove area? Yes, sir. It also includes uh, Joppy, Ferguson area, uh, as well as Buckner Terrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the things you've done? Give me some of your accomplishments. Uh, one of my greatest accomplishments is as a real estate broker, I've been uh, empowering uh, many of constituents and uh, home buyers. Educating them, holding home buyer seminars, uh, 
credit repair, uh, teaching them knowledge, uh, helping them to for properly prepare their homestead exemptions, uh, providing them with uh, educational on how to make sure that their properties are well maintained, uh, how the process, educating them on actually utilizing a lot of the resources that are available to us to become home buyers, the funds that are there. I've been heavily involved uh, with the school uh, advocating for the children, PTA, SBDM, uh, doing home uh, drives, tour drives, school supply drives, volunteering, chaperoning throughout the years. I've been heavily involved with the church, the community, uh, feeding the homeless, helping the senior citizens uh, involved in the our homeowners association, uh, block walk captain uh, for the uh, newsletters, uh, volunteering in Crime Watch, Dallas Police Department, volunteers patrol uh, throughout our communities for over 20 plus years. And most importantly, I've also been uh, election judge and election worker for over 20 plus years, educating our voters and making sure it's transparency and voter rights are not being violated. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you done much in civil rights? Yes, I'm involved in NAACP. I was a housing executive chair with the Dallas chapter, and I'm a life member. I've been doing that since the age of 16. Uh-huh. What have you done with NAACP? As their housing chair, we uh, held a number of home buyer seminars, uh, voter rights. Uh, I'm a deputy registrar, uh, getting a number of people that were never, ever registered uh, and those that were previous offenders, uh, educating them on their rights to be able to vote. Uh, so I'm very highly involved in, uh, in that uh we're getting ready to travel to Boston later on this year as well. I attend their conferences so I can stay well engaged with the community and educating. Mm-hmm. All right. From my you know, protest, you, you name it. I, I, I enjoy, I'm very passionate about being a servant for God, most important, servicing his people so he can receive the glory and honor. All right. All right. Uh, again, what is your name? My name is Tracy Doty Hill. I'm running for Dallas City Council District Seven. District Seven, all righty. Yes, sir. That's South Dallas and parts of Pleasant Grove, right? South Dallas, Pleasant Grove, and I'm also a precinct chair, and that's where I get out to advocate voters to get, you know, make them aware of the voting, the process, and make sure they're coming out. I'm number one on the ballot. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for your call. Thank Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, and, and God blessings to you. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Hey, line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have up here? Uh, we have uh, uh, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold on uh, line one. All righty. The, the mayor pro tem, Arnold. Okay. Uh, the mayor down, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, fine, and it's been interesting listening to the various conversations, and I want to just make sure I reiterate what you talk about every Saturday. Yeah. And we have people who are frustrated with the system, uh, frustrated with the process, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you, as you just stated, knowing yourself, 
helps you to understand once you find out who you are mm-hmm. and what your purpose is. That's then right. You understand we only here for a short period of time. That's and right. And it's up to us to carry some of that weight of ex- getting ourselves educating, exploring, become engaged with the process and the people. We cannot, and I did not, you know, I have to step up this morning as an elected official, but I didn't start that way. I started out as a citizen, a mom, an educator, a voter, and that's where we get the people. This is a season right now, we call it kind of bully foo foo season, because then folks start, and not to not, we're not talking about in the voters, but what we begin to see are uh, different uh, gimmicks thrown out here for the purpose of just creating mm-hmm. confusion. Mm-hmm. Serious conversations about where are we in terms of advocacy, where are we in terms of being taxpayers mm-hmm. and voters. It all goes back to deciding if we want to be educated enough to be a part of the system and vote and understanding how the system works. Yes. I hear people all the time talk about what they're going to do if they're elected, what we need to be doing. But understanding the process is key. And where we are, yes, we should be frustrated. Mm-hmm. I would say if we think that, in this case, we go on the state. Yes. If you have a message, a signal where you have the leader saying, we're ready to go backwards, we don't want diversity, we don't want uh, inclusion, we ought to have those telephones buzzing down in Austin. As yes, we yes, 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 yes. Oh we my need God. to be on the bus going down. Mm-hmm. We need to be rallying around our elected officials on that state level as well. And so we, it goes back to question, why are we not voting if we continue to see these people, especially on any elected official, mm-hmm. if they're not serving, go to the polls. I'm proud of the fact that we now have a system that believes in our freedom of information. Pull the record. You yeah. can go in and pull records on the state level, the mm-hmm. county level, the city level. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of the record that I have when I can tell you, yes. pull the records to see how many streets are being repaired. Yeah, go you've done a, you know, I tell you what, council, uh, councilwoman, just hold on, put her on hold. I'm up against a short break. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. It's time. Can I kick it out again? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. All right. We are back on, and now we are hearing from our mayor pro tem, Ms. Carolyn Arnold. Are you still there? Yes, sir. We're here because I have some information here. I, I didn't want to take too much time, but I do want everyone to know that it's a right. process. Mm-hmm. Right to get an educated voting and with with us out in Dallas, call us, go online, come to the meeting. We can now be on the virtually or we can be in person. So Ooh. that that part is there. But I do want to share uh this topic here with Mr. Ford. Could you hold a second? We're getting some feedback, something. Uh, yes. Do you have your radio on? No, I'm in a. No, hold on. I'm in one room. Hold on. All right, go right. Go right. Let's see. I think. 
All right, Pierre, do we have a, why are we having that feedback? Yeah, we, I, I can't hardly <laughs> understand what she's saying. I think that the speaker is on or something like that. A speaker? Yes. Her speaker? Yes, the, the, from uh, the phone. From, all right? Yes. Go, 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 go right ahead, Mayor. Go okay. right ahead. It says that on, I think I still hear myself, on Tuesday, we have a, a town hall meeting with Chief Garcia, and uh -huh. we will be at, hold on one second, because I'm still hearing the feedback. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, yes. we will be at Beckley Center Recreation Center with mm -hmm. the chief to discuss public safety in District 4. Right. And so we're asking people Wonderful. to come out. We know it's in the morning. But we will have some evening selections later. But right now, we're trying to address the concerns that many of our seniors have. And so, uh -huh. once again, 1130 to 1, at Beckley Center Recreation Center this Tuesday, the 18th, with Chief Garcia and many of his chiefs from Southwest and South Central. The chief himself? The chief himself yes, will the be chief. there. Yes, and, and we also have mm -hmm. the, the uh, brass from South Central and Southwest because we're serviced by those two substations. Those so of you. I apologize for uh, the feedback. I don't know. I'm not on speaker. But can you, did you get the information about the meeting on Tuesday? Yes, uh, Tuesday okay. from 11 to 1? 11.30 to 1. 11.30 to 1 at where? At Beckley Center Recreation Center. That's 114 Hobson. All right, all right. And uh, those of you who have uh, some complaints about the police and, and this Teflon chief we got, uh, we, we, he'll be there. He'll be there. But He'll now, be there, so but we we so get. We want folks to come out. Yeah, yeah, come on out and share their concerns. We're not going to be able to solve everything in an hour and a half, but mm -hmm. at least it's steps to putting some data on in the system so we can call for more resources, which I've been pushing for, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in order for us to begin to address some of the issues that we have. And it's going to take all of us: the community, the police, mm -hmm. the chief. Once again, the community, the chief, the police, all of us working together mm -hmm. uh, with all of our partners, whether they're with DART, whether we're with the marshal's office, whether we're with the sheriff's office, the constable's office. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that often with Dallas 365 states in District 4. But we've got to begin to take back our community, but we've got to be in partnership yeah. uh, with this effort. Because they come together, they came together to get rid of the chief before him. But we got to come together and make sure that our community gets the best of service. And I'm glad you are bringing this forth for our community to make sure we all get the best of service. And this is our way a council person should do their job. You're doing, you're doing a, a fantastic job in many areas. And District 4, District 4 is blessed to have you. Blessed. Well, we appreciate that. And thank yeah. you for giving us this forum to be able to express ourselves in this manner. And we'll, we're gonna—we're not backing down. We're going to continue to come on and share news. But All by right. and large, make All sure right. everybody knows that we're here. We hear them. We're here for them. The number to call us is 
888-888-0780. And Mr. Phil Foster uh, will handle those calls coming into our office. All Thank right. you so very much. Thank you very All much. Right. Uh-huh. All righty. Uh-huh. That clears, that clears the line, 972-647-1893, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next for you? Uh, Beverly is on the line, too. Beverly? All righty. Yeah. Bring on. Good morning, Beverly. How you doing this morning? Fine. How are you this morning? Why are I'm you, on top you, of the You late this morning. No, I've been listening. Yeah, but you didn't call. You usually my first caller, but <laughs> I know. But I went on and fixed me some breakfast this morning. I said oh. I should have already ate before oh. you came on. Oh Lord! But I was listening to you. You know what? I mm-hmm. have a remedy. Mm-hmm. I think if we make these officers over us officials put them to the test, they want our votes. Well, don't give them our votes until they give us what we're asking for if they're already in office. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's, that's the way you're supposed to. That's why they, they can't keep coming in. And I said it a long time ago. This is I don't feel democratic. I don't feel republic. I feel independent. We can take our votes from them if they're not going to do for us. I'm looking at Abbott taking the school stuff and doing it for them and forgetting us. Well, see, he wants to, the, the, this state legislature wants to give credits, tax credits, our tax dollars That's to, what I was just to, to, say. That's to rich money. folk so they can send their children to school. They want us. And they wanna, they want us to pay for it. I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought up, let me say this before I forget it, uh, Pastor Barnett. I'm glad you brought up about Haiti. Mm-hmm. Do you not know that Biden and I want to say Canada is over there to take over Haiti? That's why they sent them back home. Mm-hmm. Well, Did you know that? No, I didn't know it. You said Canada wants to take over Haiti. Uh-uh, don't leave, don't leave Biden out. Well, yeah, but They're see, doing this undercover. Bush, Clinton, all of them. They took up, uh, what was it, about two to four billion dollars. You remember that when they had the earthquake? Yeah. I'm wondering what happened to all that money that they, they took up. They didn't that off of us. I told you we deposed. And and nobody ever mentions, and hardly ever. I talk well, about it ever so that. often. Where is that money to help Haiti? They living off of it. You don't never hear them complaining about no gas. You don't never hear them complaining about their children getting shot up in schools. You don't never hear anything about their people. It's about us, and we the one paying them and putting them in office to sabotage us. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about it, there are Haitian communities in the United States. There are. But here's what. They understand freedom. And this is what... A lot of uh, white Americans don't like. They understand freedom. They don't even want African Americans in their community because they say we can't be trusted. Oh, since you brought that up, how yeah. about Kamala Harris who went over there? I think it's ten million dollars mm-hmm. trying to give it to Africa so they can uh, join in with them. This is a problem that they have, like I have. 
Mm-hmm. They don't want no LGBTQ2 or whatever that is in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They don't want well. that in their state. They, America trying to go over there and take over Africa. They, this, let me say it. Let me break it down. This is the new world order, y'all. Yeah. This, this is the new world order. And if we don't put our step of approval on it right now, we can kiss it goodbye. Well... <laughs> I, I sure, I sure hate to see things happen. Is dead. And when I say work, I don't mean fight this and bullets and bombs. I mean fight with the law. Right, right, right. Well, I keep saying, if we God live to see it, that will be a great civil war in America. I already said that too. Uh, I see it coming. Everything is lining up exactly the way it said it would line up. It's coming to America first. All because you got people that have such hatred, uh, such ignorance in America. And when I say ignorance in America, I'm I'm trying to see. I'm talking about white America, too. They haven't been. They've never been educated. No, they they, they've been fulfilled a lot of propaganda that would make them keep white males in power. That's all it's been. Until we start truly educating our people, it's no going to be simple. Yeah, you're right. You take that money away, and then that was a disgrace for Rick Perry to be running for president up there. And when they asked him a question, he didn't know nothing about it. This is what we have running us, people. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your call. One. Yes, uh-huh. That clear line, 972-647-1893. Already, who do we have next, Pierre? Mike uh, is on uh, line three. Mike? Yes. Alrighty. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I call you almost every week. You know me by now, I hope. What did you... I'm sorry. I missed your call. What? I, I what? say you're on a show almost every week. Hopefully... You recognize my voice by now? Oh, yeah. Okay. I um, got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. You. And I disagree, you and I disagree about a lot of things, but there's one thing I appreciate about this show. Mm-hmm. You always try to cite yourself in the right way, and I really respect that. But I always like to bring also things normally people don't see. Uh, I always see things from different ways. Mm-hmm. The lady earlier, she was talking about the school voucher and giving money away. Yeah. Uh, from my point of view, I think that is a very good thing because it gives an opportunity for poor kids to be able to attend a higher-rated uh, school. Are you saying you for them giving away, for giving our tax dollars to rich folk so they can send their kids to private schools? You say you for that? No, I am for a school voucher. Why? The reason I'm for it is that, okay, during uh, Bush time, uh, Bush Jr., uh, even though I don't like the guy that much, in Washington, D.C., when they allowed a school voucher, only 11% of African-American kids dropped out of high school. The minute they removed that program, the dropout rate went to 26%. That is one example I am following. 
The second thing I'm looking at is that in Chile, when all the school was 100% under the union and uh, under the government control, the school standard dropout was above 40%. Once they start issuing voucher, the graduation rate went to 96%. It is not giving money to the rich kids because none of the rich kids are already going to uh, public school anyway. Now, let me ask you something. How long have you been in America? 1984, sir. So you just got here. 1984. Now, look. 40 years The ago. same powers you're talking about giving, issuing these vouchers and everything. Didn't, you didn't want to, and probably still don't, don't want us to go to school. America, you never experienced school segregation at its worst. It was, and that it's been ended, and I was grown when it changed. And see, when you look at education, you have to be very, very careful about these vouchers, for the simple fact they came, they come from the same form that all the rest of public education come from. And if enough money is steered from that, that means certain schools and certain schools and certain communities will have to close down. And guess who will be first to be closed and put out of those schools and they won't be able to be get into the school to ask for vouchers because they will cherry-pick their students. You have to understand, America, and you just can't get here yesterday and, and really, truly understand America. But keep on listening to me. I'm going to teach you how to understand America. I've, I've been here 75 years. So I'll let you know the tricks up their sleeves. They can make them look so good to you. Oh, buddy. And it's all a trick from day one. All righty? Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh, You have a good day. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Boy, we show close to a break. Uh, Uh, Yeah, two minutes. You... We still have two minutes. All right. And bring one on. I only give people a couple of minutes. All right. All right. So we have Malcolm Robinson on uh, line one. Oh, Malcolm, the barrister is there. All righty. All righty. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Rabbi. Yes. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. Fine, fine. Yeah. I want to ask you a question, but I, I yeah. don't know if you know. I'm getting a little feedback. I uh, yeah, I'm, I I can barely hear you. Uh, okay. All right, go yeah. right, go right here. I'll try my I'll try to hear it. Hope hopefully the audience can hear it. Okay. okay. All right. Go right here. Red Barnett, I I have I don't know if you know, but I have designated you as my religious and theological. Advisor. So I'm calling. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you putting this on radio from Jump Street? <laughs> that's been a while. So we, you don't know that, but I I thought I'd better tell you that. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yes, go right ahead. Now, my understanding that this tomorrow is Orthodox Easter. And I. I I want you to explain that to me. What is 
Orthodox Easter, and how is it different from regular Easter? Well, first of all, you have to understand, Easter is a European borrowed uh, holiday. It came from another religion called Mithraism. They're the ones who brought things in, and uh, instead of uh, Jesus being crucified, they, they brought a bunny rabbit in. And they would chase that bunny rabbit in, in their religion, in Mithraism, and it was borrowed by Europeans. It's a borrowed holiday. It's, it has nothing in the Bible pertaining to that. Sure, we can celebrate uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We should, but let's not, you know... Uh, you know, I really want to use another term, but I'm not going to use that over there. But it started with a B. Uh, I'm, that's what has been made. Uh, and when we look at these uh, particular things like that, they are set up for nothing but commerce, money makers, money makers, just like Christmas. You big money makers. That's all. That's all. There are certain people who don't even believe in Jesus will have their stores all just tidied up and prettied up in, in TV commercials, radio commercials, everything. They, it's it's a money maker, and uh, that and the symbols they use. Watch symbols of anything that, that comes down. When it comes down with something that don't even pertain to that holiday, that lets you know that uh, it's a false, illegitimate, illegitimate claim to that holiday. Did that touch anything you were talking about? Well, so... Which one is the real one, the orthodox one or the the one we the one we just celebrated? Neither. Neither. Oh. Yeah, I was saying that. I was saying that around you know, around about way you know is he neither. Neither. No. So, uh, okay, no, no. So what distinguishes this orthodox Easter that tomorrow? Where that comes? From? What distinguishes it? Uh, the, the orthodox. Orthodox. Well, it all uh, de depends on which way you're tied into uh, your religion. Oh. What you believe in, that's a personal thing with, with in individuals. Which oh. one is the more legitimate? I don't think much of either one of them. Oh. Wow. Well, why do they separate uh, uh, the Orthodox from the Look here, it's 8.43. I, I, let me keep him on there. Let me take a short break, and I'll be right back. All right. Okay. Hmm? Yo, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. All right, we're back, and we're on with the barrister himself, uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, we are talking about the orthodoxy of a religious holiday that you cannot find in the Bible. So it will be subject to the individual, their interpretation 
of their religion. Okay. There's no book. Thank you. I, she's arrived with my Starbucks. All right. Thank you. Let me get started. <laughs> uh, uh, but when it's not based on the Bible and not given any descriptions of that because it didn't exist and there. And my whole thing is you can you can deal with either one that have this because heck, I have no book, there's no scholarship. If it ain't if there's no scholarship uh education from from heaven from this I would just be giving an opinion on which one is which and who's right and who's wrong. But I have nothing, I'll be honest with you, I have nothing to really validate either one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've heard that term orthodox used in other other uh, area, I mean, areas, you know, they, they have orthodox Jews and orthodox Greek, Catholic Church, and so I just thought that well, was something about Orthodox. See, 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 the, that, that's, uh, uh, okay, when you're talking about Orthodox Jews, you know who you're talking about. You're talking about European Jews okay. that that accepted that title and that name, and they do not consider themselves as a race of people right. called Jews. They are a religion, and they do not believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They, 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 they reject Jesus. They say the Messiah has not come yet. Okay. You, have to deal, see, it's, you have to deal with those things like that. So who would be right? Who would be wrong? One don't believe. The other believes something different. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be just a stab in the dark. Yeah. Yes. So are the acidic, the acidic Jews, uh, I guess you know what that, who they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, uh, I mean, where did they fall in this whole thing? Or maybe, I'm, maybe I'm talking too much. Or no, no, no. You're you on track. you making me say things I can always say they call and ask me. <laughs> you're making me teach things that yeah. they call and ask uh, you have to understand that who are the real Jews Right. hello yeah, who are the real children of Israel Right. who are they now when they left Egypt they were black now right. an Egyptian a uh, uh, leader so told them this about two years ago. You left here black, but some of y'all are coming back white. We we can't accept you. Right. And see, this these things are uh, talked about. And see, first thing people want to make sure that uh, they protect certain people by you telling the truth about history. They are say you're anti-Semitic. But you're biblical, and, and I ask everybody listening, read uh, Revelations, 2nd chapter, ninth verse. Revelations, 3rd chapter, ninth verse. Read those. And that might give you, it should give you, 
an answer to some of the things that uh, uh, Attorney Robinson is asking this morning. Read that. Okay. Read, it, read it for yourself. All right. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate you as my religious and theological <laughs> well, advisor. Well, well I, I'm the, I have to accept you and, and uh, call you my lawyer. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you, you have tremendous knowledge. And, uh, and and one last thing, and then I'm, I'm going to hang up. Mm-hmm. My interpretation, the Jews, whoever they may have been at that time, did not crucify Jesus. The Romans did, under Roman law. Well, so Why do they talk about <laughs> the Jews crucifying Jesus? Well, you see, pa- pa- you're right, Pilate. Who made right. the final decision? Who really? He didn't make a decision. He washed his hands of it. He was no part of it. And his wife, his wife really delved into that thing and told him, "Leave this righteous man alone." Pilate right. really didn't want to do it. Yeah. But the Jews wanted him crucified because they called for those the the, the two thieves to be freed and Barabbas to be freed. And crucified Jesus, and they were known thieves, right, and robbers. So we have to understand this was something that was manifest destiny for God. God meant for the he came, this cause he came into the world to be crucified. He came here. This he was fulfilling what he had to do, what had been prophesied by. The, old, the prophets of old, that this day would come. And he fulfilled it by going through with this. And he did. All right? All right. Okay. Well, thank I think that's, that's all I have for today, I think. All right. Okay. You put me through my paces. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You thank take you. care, Reverend Barnett. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. All right. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Yeah. Uh, so I give you a document. We, we have a cons- councilman. Councilman Bazadua. Yes. All righty. Bring him on. All right. He's at 9-4. All righty. Good morning, councilman. Good morning. Yes. Go right ahead. <laughs> You're on air. All right. Um, I wanted to say um, I'm reading Mother King. Where do we go from here? Chaos community. And it, it, he is smarter than I ever gave him credit for. And learning that his mother taught him, and he went to college at 14, <clears throat> showed you his intellectual prowess at a young age. I, I excuse me, could you back up and explain it again? I'm some, some way, somehow, I miss what you said. Uh, what did you say? Come on, Martin Luther King book. Martin Luther King's uh, book? Which one? Yeah. He wrote uh, four. Where did we go from here? Yeah, okay, yeah. that's right. Uh-huh. And in there, he shows you how intellectual he is, you know. Hello? 
Can you hear me? <coughs> yes, I. Okay, yes, I I can hear you. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, sorry, I was getting the okay. feedback of a, of a, a previous conversation of yours and another uh, caller for some reason. Is that right? Do I? I I have two two lines open. Uh, oh, okay. Could you close three? I think three is it shouldn't be there. Cause he he came up on four. Well, four is gone now. Uh, who am I speaking with now? This is Councilmember Adam Bazaldua. Okay, all right now. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I just wanted to give you a call and uh, and and say thank you for uh, uh, this opportunity. First of all, and, and second, I know my uh, uh, one of my challengers uh, called in earlier today, and I wanted to make sure your listeners got a chance to uh, to hear from myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to hear from my colleague um, Mayor Pro Tem, and I agree with. The comment you made about uh, her doing it the way that it should be done, and I'm uh, uh, very proud to have served with Mayor Pro Tem for four years, and uh, I believe both of us need to make it back to the horseshoe to continue the progress we've started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm sure you uh, you represent uh, South Dallas and uh, Pleasant Grove uh, area. I was looking at the map, and uh, you you won how many times? Twice. I've won twice. Yes, sir. Last mm-hmm. year, uh, uh, our last cycle was sixty-four uh, percent. Uh, when I ended up in the runoff with my predecessor, who I, I unsat, um, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Felder. And um, one of the things that <clears throat> District Seven has has longed for is consistency and leadership, and leadership that's going to be serving the people and not special interests, and um, and, and not uh, be one that says things but does things. And you know, there are two types of politicians out there. There's, there's ones that uh, want to be somebody, and there's ones that want to do something. And mm-hmm. um, too often we've had people in this seat that want to be something, and uh, it's been on, the, been on the backs of... He, he, he popped off. Uh, yeah, I think he lost uh, his connection. He did what? He lost uh, the connection of, uh, I think, he doesn't have connection anymore. He can call us back. Yeah, I wish, well, I'm just about out of time. Huh? Uh, bring me up another call. Let's All right. Make haste with this time. Okay. Yeah. So, so we have Tonya on the line, too. All right. Good morning, Tony. Tonya. Antonio? Tonya. All right. Good morning. It's Tonya who, who called you a moment ago. Now to Carolyn King, Arnold King, Mayor Pro Tem, we want to be respectful to our leaders, but here she said to check the Freedom of Information Act, okay, and to check the history or, you know, the the reputation. Okay, now seeing is believing. There are three, three, I think, black uh, councilmen. Uh, There are four Hispanics and there are like seven or eight whites who's on the city council. The blacks who we uh, who have gotten their votes uh, uh, undoubtedly came from black people. So I'm saying when we put you in office, ma'am, sir, we're saying that you should have the heart of the people. And as uh, about uh, Adam Balzado, a city councilman, just said, there are two people. Uh, people who want to be somebody and people who actually want to do things. Ma'am, I don't see you all doing anything. I, my bachelor's, I have a bachelor's.
bachelor's of, uh, of science degree in government and legal studies. I have an associate's degree in legal studies. I, I, I began my master's at Texas Women's University. I, I'm a government major. I've studied Texas government. Now, wait a minute. Who, who, are, who are we talking to? We're we're talking to the elected officials in the city of Dallas when um uh, when things come into no I'm talking about you you, you you personally give us your name I must have missed I, it Tanya Royal Tanya Royal I called you earlier today yes okay I normally I don't know how you got in twice but I normally don't lie but one call per person per, per show apparently God wants. Apparently, God wants his people to wake up. Yes, oh, you, 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 you're right about that, but I still have to hold to my gun. But I thank you. Okay. Thank you for your, thank you for your call. Yeah, we got to get out of here. And thank you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right, yeah, bring yeah, All we're going to do okay. is come to the church all right, and say vote you. for me, but do nothing. Thank you. All right, bring him now. Bye. Is, that, is this uh, Bazadour? Yes. The guy cut He's off. He's like, yes, yeah. Uh, let me give him 30 seconds because my show is just about over. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Councilman, you there? Yes, sir, Reverend Barton. Thank you. Uh-huh. Go right ahead. Uh, I just wanted to, to make sure that the voters were able. I don't know what all was heard because I was talking, and I think I was just talking into my phone for a little bit. But um, I want to make sure that we continue the progress that we've had. Just last November, um, we had a bill that went out to the voters that I personally went down uh, and lobbied to uh, have filed last session. Senator West carried it on the Senate side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Representative Anchia carried it on the House side. And mm-hmm. the voters overwhelmingly approved an opportunity that I brought forward uh, to amend a, a funding mechanism that, that doesn't touch one of our tax dollars here locally, but uh, did bring the largest investment to Fair Park since its inception in, in over 100 years. And um, I, I want to continue to be a fighter and think outside the box of how we can make sure to uh, bring in a, a better quality of life for not only Southern Dallas, but Southeast Dallas as well. Right now, we have a bill that's uh, being carried by the same in the Senate and the House uh, that will be uh, a unique uh, funding mechanism for us to uh, help legacy owners from their taxes increase so that they can not only stay in home, uh, but but also benefit from the growth of their community. All right, I tell you what, this is uh, next next time. Call me earlier when I have time to uh, listen to you and keep you on air. But I got to get out of here. I got to run. Yes, and uh, thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank and you, uh, we're coming next is Workers Beat. All right, no lazy folks listen to this one. All right, bye bye. Y'all have a wonderful wonderful week.